Hello there, Chummers, and welcome back to the Hard Knock Sorority Podcast, a Shadowrun 4th Edition actual play podcast. In episode 25, we experience Shadowrunning by text message. Boxer has words with a knight errant officer, while Grace has fun with spirits, and Deandra shops on the black market. In short, your standard legwork session. As always, featuring Veronica as Cecile, Beth as Grace, a.k.a. Nightingale, Kat as Deandra, and Val as Ollie, a.k.a. Boxer. I'm really happy that you are joining us on this journey, and hope you enjoy it. If you do, please tell your friends and leave us a positive review. We are available on most podcast services, YouTube, iTunes, etc. You can also find a link to our Discord server in the podcast description and on our YouTube channel. We would love to hear from you, and we share a lot of in-game pay data there as well, such as maps, intros, fluff, and character stories. On to other topics, only tangentially Hard Knock Sorority related. As I'm sure runners of your caliber already know, there is a lot of excellent Shadowrun content available on The Matrix. Podcasts that inspired me to start this show, and podcasts that reminded me of my love for Shadowrun. And podcasts that I find aspirational. This episode's promo features the Bug City Blues Show. If you were ever curious about what is going on in Chicago, check them out. It's a great show and a lot of fun. Again, thank you, Chummers, and don't forget, watch your back, conserve your ammo. If your face is shooting, Drek has hit the fan. And never, ever make a deal with the dragon. Good day, citizens of Chicago. This is Oakley Wildwood, your anchor at Goldleaf News Network, bringing you the latest developments from the heart of the UCAS. And now for the news. The Chicago Containment Zone is witnessing a surge in kidnappings that has left the city on edge. Travel in groups for safety, folks. A good crew could be what gives you the edge to make it to your next paycheck. The streets are witnessing a spike in vehicle thefts and carjackings, leaving everything from jackrabbits to delivery trucks as smoldering, bullet-ridden scrap heaps. Lone Star PD advises secure private parking whenever possible. But in Chicago, even the safest of places can become a battleground. On a more hopeful note, the ghoul communities of Cabrini Green are uniting, driven by a hunger for justice. Vigilantes targeting infected citizens have been escalating tensions, promising violence if they do not leave the city. Those sympathetic to the ghoul cause have offered support by providing donations and offering security, though officials assure that they seek a non-violent resolution to the conflict. There's a lot going on in 2080's Chicago. Stay informed, stay safe, and stay with us by tuning in to Bug City Blues, a Shadowrun 6 World Edition actual play podcast wherever fine podcasts are found. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming.
Um, we once again find ourselves in that opulent wood paneled office that we've seen before with its views of Puget Sound. Those views are obscured by a thick haze though. Instead of sunlight, the space is lit mainly by an angular light fixture made of glossy dark wood and polished steel. Its surfaces are thoughtfully angled to shine reflected light onto the highlights of the office. <laughs> the large wooden desk and the chair, of course, but also the exotic plants and the fifth world art hanging from the walls and carefully displayed on shelves. The older human male with a thick shock of white hair and the unnatural, unnaturally pale skin is facing the windows. He is sitting in an elegant chair whose creamy leather surfaces match those of the table and couch, arranged artfully on a rug of deep lapis blue. His left leg is crossed over his right, and he is holding a crystal tumbler filled with a liquid of deep amber. Across from him, in a rather less relaxed posture, back straight and upright, hands on her knees that are firmly pressed together, sits Alice de Vry. Her impeccably tailored skirt and jacket of gray leather show the subtle signs of armor plate. The deep blue blouse, blouse's narrow straight collar provides the perfect backdrop for the intricate gold chain hanging around her neck. From the chain hangs a pendant of gold and enamel depicting a spider. The pale man lifts his glass and salutes Alice before taking a practice sip. I must admit, my dear Alice, that I am quite disappointed with your performance regarding your current task. However, I do not doubt your abilities. Now, you have proven yourself a capable tool time and time again. This time, I fear, fate contends against me. A dangerous glint appears in Alice's eyes as she is described as a tool, and it instantly vanishes again. If the pale man notices, he gives no indication. He continues. The very fact that this girl, Cecile, has remained so elusive is now explained by her inexplicably working with this man, Ice. The fact that they came into contact with George Van Housen of all people indicates that there are deeper machinations at work. He sips again. Don't you see, Alice? A long-lost file is found, an investigation which I thought lost and done in the Great Crash, and then it appears, in conjunction with the, with the two of only three remaining people who could possibly give it credence. Now you report that there was an intrusion at the Warehouse Alliance Corporate Headquarters Matrix Front, and that this Cecile girl literally, literally asked for the third person by name. The pale man chuckles slightly, almost maniacally, before slipping into a coughing fit and spilling amber liquid onto his lap. He sets the tumbler down sharply and wipes angrily at his pants. Alice watches him silently, appraisingly. Fortunately, Alice, they have signaled their next move. This should make it easier for you to finally put an end to this. You think they will make a move? Oh, sorry. You think they will make a move on Warehouse Alliance? Alice asks. Of course. It's obvious. Van Housen is dead. The only remaining link is this shadow scum Ice and his erstwhile partner Rigor Mortis. Keep this Rigor Mortis as bait. Once you have eliminated Ice and Cecile and have the girl's comlink secured, dispatch Rigor Mortis. He grins evilly, showing his perfectly white, straight teeth. Rigor Mortis has served his time. It's time to put him out of his misery and let him live up to his namesake. The camera fades to black as Alice reaches for her own tumbler for the first time in the conversation, a guarded and evaluating look in her eyes. It briefly fades in again on an entirely different scene in a deep forest clearing, where about a dozen or so men and women of various metatypes are digging in the deep, rich loam. At the center of the tableau is a stone, about three meters tall and standing upright. 
Its surface is smooth and dark. Ropes hold it in place as its foundation is dug up, and then it is lowered horizontally. There appears to be a large military-style 6 by 6 truck in the clearing. As the stone is lowered, it appears that preparations are being made to load the stone onto the truck. Then the camera fades out again. And we're back with our team. Look, before any of you say anything, okay? Just want you to know that I did my best, even if it wasn't my best work. <laughs> it was interesting. So, uh, <clears throat> is Deandra in her apartment? Cecile knocks on the door impatiently. Uh, you probably... It, it takes a second, to be honest. I think you probably hear, like, a a couple of swears in Spiritville, like as Deandre is kind of surprised that someone would knock on her door. And after like a few minutes of just after like a minute of you standing out there, you hear a, you hear several like lot, like deadbolts clicking. Uh, and then the door opens to a, a, a very begins opening. Cecile just barges in with shopping bags. Oh, what is she saying? Kendra is wearing, like, pajamas. Like, button-down, long-sleeve, long-pants pajamas, and has the worst bedhead you've ever seen. Oh, good, you're awake. She's, uh, putting her bags down on the nearest table. I think Kendra just closes the door and flips a few of the locks. But not all of them. I think, I think Kendra kind of, like, looks Cecile up and down like she's confused, like Deandre is confused for a second, and then she realizes. Um, give me a second to clean up the second bedroom. Is is and the then, room Cecile in clean? Uh, yes. Um, it's not suspiciously clean, but, like, you can see where things have been, have, like, it seems like a lot of, like, tacks have been stuck into the wall recently, and taken down in, like, a very the quick uh, effort, I guess. Hmm. Cecile sits down on, like, a sofa or chair. Deandre, like, she goes into this, like, guest room, basically, and then moves out, like, a comically large number of boxes full of paper, like, notes and stuff. Um, I was using it as an office. Uh, Is that real paper? Yes. You're a psycho. I stole a bunch of printer paper from the the force in my left. Oh my god, it's not even wood paper? No. Ugh. It works, though. Ugh. Cecile looks concerned. What? She, she's looking at it the same way you would look at something that could catch fire at any moment. Do you smoke? What? Do you smoke? No. Okay. Um, if you need to, you can smoke on the balcony. I... Um... The only smoking that will happen is if I blow something up. Try not to. I'll do my best. Um, there's one bathroom. It's not very big. Uh, I think the, the, it's a very basic apartment. Like, there's a small kitchen off to the side. There's, like, a living room that has basically nothing but a single couch and a coffee table in it. And, uh, and against the far wall is there's, like, Two doors that go to bedrooms, and in between them is the bathroom. Is it normally this clean, or should I hire a cleaner? If you invite someone to come into my house to clean, I will kill them. So I should pay them a lot. Or you should just tell me when I should clean up. So I should pay you. 
Well, uh... Whatever. I My brother brought this pl- about this place before, um, things. And he left it to me. Uh, so I guess it's mine. Ooh, and uh, okay, Is the room clean? The room is clean, except for, like, a box of tacks and some putty on the, ta- on the desk. Oh, Cecile was asking. Oh, um, define clean. Hmm. Will I have to clean it? I don't think so. Good. She gets um, up, grabs her bags, and guesses which door to go through. <laughs> but the uh, it's a very obvious, I think, the door, the one that is open. Good. She gets it right then. Uh, and then she shuts the door. Probably 45 minutes later, comes out in a different outfit with a different hairstyle. Oh no, Deandre's gone back to sleep. Oh, good. There, There's like a note on the outside of the door written on like a sticky note. Which is probably wild. You um, get sticky notes these days. Uh, I think the first thing it says on it is, I just have a lot of them, don't ask. <laughs> uh, and then it says, feel free to make yourself something to eat. Can't promise there's much in the fridge, though. Cecilia um, sits on a couch and immediately messages the group chat. She says, we're going to have to go to Warehouse Alliance tomorrow in the morning. Plan to break in. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Clown emoji, question mark. That's, uh, that's crazy. Oh, I should say this is probably like 8 p.m. Yeah, her and Boxer have been sitting out, like, hunched over their com- her uh, Boxer's computer, shopping around, talking about things. Boxer may be currently calling someone about something she wants to buy. Oh, you have a cyber terminal? <laughs> it's just me. Pretty sure she does. She, she has a pretty pricey rig. I don't know. All right. But yeah, that's what Cecile sends. Oh, Cyber Terminal? No, Cecile sends... Cecile sends the message about needing to break in in the morning. Yeah, and Nightingale just responds with question mark, question mark, question mark, clown emoji, question mark. Cecile doesn't respond to that. (laughs) Why, why, why break in? Question mark. What happened? He's line splitting a lot. Cecile replies, we have to break in to get to their records. Oh. Hmm? Yeah, it's on the group chat. Do you, are you, is it a group voice chat or a group text chat? Text chat. I think after a while of, like, you hearing, Cecile, after a while of you hearing, like, notifications go off in D'Andre's room, uh, you hear, like, a groan and several curses in Spirithel, and she, like, finally texts the group back. Quiet or loud? Preferably quiet, Cecile texts. I'm going to need a day to get materials. I can do breaking and entry, but quiet? I can't do quiet. I can provide overwatch and some degree of reconnaissance. Not much more. That could I have, let's call it, some experience infiltrating. I have a lot of experience getting in places people don't want me. Smiley emoji, tree emoji. Cecile takes back. Wow, you are all really spooky. Be afraid! Vampire emoji, smiley emoji, one. So, a couple of questions for the group. Um, out of out of character, what what are we trying to accomplish? Well, we want to get Ruger Mortis out, or at a very minimum, get the information from Ruger Mortis. Though I imagine Ice would rather prefer getting him out. We need to know where Ruger Mortis is first. Right. So you're you need to figure out where in which particular warehouse alliance facility Ruger Mortis is being. Mm-hmm. So. 
there are probably a couple avenues of approach, right? You could probably ask around any kind of contacts you have, do a matrix search. You could also do some physical surveillance of the various facilities. Cecile is going to be doing an all-nighter data search. Ugh. Um, I think Deandre would probably say something like, is there a single building that we have to get into? Cecile replies, two. Two. We don't know if Rig is in one or other. I think we're looking for the data. Cecile responds cryptically. No, we know that he is not in exactly one of them. But we have no way to get a handle on the data. Correct? Two plus two equals five, so it's a Cecile clown emoji. Cecile takes back. Yes. Hmm. Um, so we're going to break into two places? That is correct. Apparently, we have to. Preferably, um, we should break in simultaneously, correct? That is not an option. Not an option? No. But if we break into one place... The other place is going to be on high alert. Yes. Um, well, if you prefer, Cecile starts, we could always just each of us break into our own building. <laughs> I... I somehow feel like that wouldn't work out well. There's only two, though. There are more than two, Cecile says. How many lied? Question mark? How many facilities do they have? How many facility facilities do they have? They have a facility in each of the major Seattle districts. So you've got the headquarters downtown. You've got Renton, Puyallup, um, Tacoma, um, Auburn. So basically Everett. So any uh, any of the uh, the major districts in in Seattle, except for except for Bellevue and obviously Fort Lewis. There's nothing in Council Island or Outremer or any of those places. This would probably be an incredibly dangerous suggestion, but should we try? Um... There's also not one in in Redmond. So you've got Puyallup, Snohomish, Auburn, Renton, Everett, Tacoma, and downtown. Should we try HQ for uh, information? That was the plan, says Cecile. Okay. Unless one of you has a better idea. I believe that seems reasonable, but... I'm going to need some sleep, and... Are they going to have any idea of our objective for entering there? Probably, Seal says. Location. Oh, okay. Why? How do they know? How? The Seal refuses to elaborate and keeps data searching. Alright. Uh, okay. okay. Um, Weird lack so... of transparency, but okay. Okay, mm. so we're going to have to physically get at their records because we can't literally check every building especially if they know who we're looking for so uh we're going to have to get a clerk or an officer or some kind of leading officer who log into the system with their valid credentials without setting off any alarm and go through the record and give us the record of where rigor mortis is currently being held I was just going to grab Otherwise, someone, Cecile says. You do you. Meanwhile, Cecile, if I may, Paul, is searching for Warehouse Alliance employees who have pets, addictions, or recent turbulent events in their life. All right. Um, so you're finding... Or... You're going through social media mostly mm -hmm. is what you'll find. Um, or people who... Potentially there may be... Are dissatisfied yeah. with the company. Yep, so you're looking at basically job posting boards, you know, places where people 
talk about stuff like, you know, six world equivalents of Reddit's anti-work Reddit. You're looking at uh, uh, social media where, you know, people would be showing pictures or talking about their status, you know, stuff like that. Probably some public data dumps that hacking groups have done of just like financial data and stuff cross-referencing them. Yep. Uh, you find, you find a bunch of stuff, actually. Um, they, uh, the vast majority of Warehouse Alliance's actual employees, uh, are guards and are fairly, uh, underwhelmingly paid. Um, they're sort of the people that, you know, you would expect in like a, would be working typically like a county jail kind of thing, you know, not the, not the sharpest or the most ambitious or, you know, otherwise, interesting and uh as you sift through the records you you do of course find the disgruntled the person who's disgruntled here and there who does nothing but complain about the place and you find you know evidence in photographs of people you know using illicit substances or otherwise taking part in you know maybe not criminal activity but borderline criminal activities drug use whatever mm-hmm. all right Steve. okay that list uh, in mind I have an idea, but we will need a very illegal item. I was going to suggest that we might want to reach out to Jake and get some of his funny white supremacist buddies. I mean, you know, because cops, cops are like inherently, you know, motions. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that Jake might Are you insane? You want to get a bunch of racists to help an elf, a changeling? No. And you're still What's rigor mortis's <laughs> meta type? Do we know? I don't think you know. You'd have to ask somebody. I'm gonna message Procop or co- Ice. Ice yeah, doesn't have a com link. Ice does not have a com link. I'm going and to message don't know where Ice is. Hey, Procop, what rigor mortis meta type? Question mark. All right. Um, there is no immediate response. Kind of important smile. And then she uh, she lets that thread go cold for now. What time of day did we say this was? About 8 p.m. So 20, okay. A normal time of day for people to be asleep. Yeah, so you actually you actually do get a message back from Procop within about five minutes that says just says human. Rigor mortis is human. Humanus, humanus member officers may have affinity. Shrugging emoji. I'm not sure I want to involve gang this operation, Cecile says. And I don't I want to work with go 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 White supremacists? Sorry, supremacists? They're, they're kind of ubiquitous to me. In case you haven't noticed, I am exactly the kind of person that they tend to like to, oh, you know, shoot, burn alive. This is true. It was just a suggestion. I appreciate the suggestion. Actually, how on earth are they tolerating you? Jake tells me that I'm okay because I'm going to go home eventually. Alright, well, I'm not going to go with you unless you have proved your homeland to be exceptionally compelling. So, I'm afraid that we aren't going to be able to cooperate on that front. Nor is Diandere. Uh... Dinda repeats, like, the exact same way. I'm not working with Go-Go-Go's. Yeah, she posts a gif of, like, SWAT officers screaming Go-Go-Go-Go and, like, busting into a room. The six-world version of the FBI open-up me. <laughs> Cecile, as you're doing your all-nighter 
search, you find a article, um, actually, yeah, an article of investigative journalism that uh, says that, that sort of is trying to expose the fact that Warehouse Alliance was founded and is owned by former members of Lone Star, disgraced former members of Lone Star, who were all members of a vigilante group called the Shadow Riders. Oh, great. Ooh. Seal goes ahead and sends that to the group chat. Great. Wonderful. See, this is why this is why I'm so um because this bullshit happened. Okay, but I, I don't really know how we get rigor mortis if they know we're coming for rigor mortis already. That is kind of issue. They don't know it doesn't uh, matter coming for rigor mortis. They just know someone They know someone is and they can be pretty certain that somebody is connected to, you know, the one suspect that they have. And if they know we've been in association with you, well, it's not exactly a stretch, is it? Oh, whoa, whoa, Cecile says. What do you mean, they? Whoever. People know. Let's the shadow races. We've been televanting around in, in view of cameras. Warehouse Alliance probably We're has an automated alert set up whenever, by, whenever this sort of thing happens, right? See no reason that would get out. So, they're obviously not going to have this data on paper. Um, are we just going to attempt to steal a hard drive? Or are we bringing some kind of wireless transmitter in with us? If we're inside, we can do whatever we want. Okay. You know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna call Jake. Oh no. <laughs> I'm going to reach out to Jake, and I'm gonna tell the the group this. I'm going to to tell them that I'm gonna ask if Jake can ask any of his buddies about the person. Um. Do we do we know anything about rigor mortis? How he's being kept? What he looks like? I I guess I'd have to. Can I get like a, a physical like a like a picture or a physical description from Procop? I'd, yeah, I'd, you I'd text Procop for that. Yeah, Procop texts you back and says, um, "What is your location? Let me send ice to you." Uh, and she drops a pen. Um, and then, well, no, she probably wanted to immediately drop a pen. She'd ask Boxer. Um, if it's okay if Ice comes here, or if they need to go somewhere else other than her, like, actual apartment. Not here. You are not bringing him here. Nightingale, uh, her head. Where are we going, then? Because apparently he's going to have info for us about rigor mortis. We'll meet up at a, I don't know, a cafe, a bar? No, you're not going to a bar. We'll find a cafe. Hey! And, uh, Nightingale promptly, like, springboards away and goes to the living room to gather up some of her stuff for the pillow fort she set up in there. And she comes trouncing back to get Boxer to go with her, presumably, like, still, like, sat down at her computer, half shopping, half, like, staring at the chat, and very excitedly, like, held literally wagging, like, I'm ready! I'm here. All right. Uh, I don't know. Do your magic. I'd rather not to be seen with a pony exiting a magic... Pedicures are exiting my home on camera. There are many here. And uh, at that, um, Nightingale promptly pops out of existence. It is kind of kinetic and happening. It's so weird, but she's suddenly gone. All right, so as you guys exit Boxer's apartment in Auburn, Boxer, there's, there's a uh, night errant cruiser uh, parked across, for, across the street from your, the exit to your, to your house. Mm, she has. She's gonna check to see, look into the to see whether or not 
It's uh, Vix Cruiser, which you should presumably recognize. Yep, it's Vix Cruiser. All right, I'm just going to head over to it. All right, he rolls down the window and looks over at you. Um, make a judge intentions roll. Uh, Can I also do that? Do I get a bonus for no, having known you don't him so know, long? Vic. Oh, in that case, I don't. Sure. Okay. Uh, how about intention. two extra dice? Okay, plus two. Can I do an sensing test while she's doing this because he rolled down the window? Sure. There you okay. go. Three. One. There's a uh, augmented and non-magically active human male sitting in the police car who appears to know Boxer. And Boxer, you get the sense that fairly clearly that there's something troubling Vicente Vic and that he's not, he's conflicted. Um, normally he would greet you, you know, in a fairly friendly manner. Hey Vic, what's going on? You... Are you alright? Something happened? Well, it's like this, Boxer. There's, uh, there's some scuttlebutt in the force right now that a, uh, a night errant training officer is missing, presumed dead, and one of the potential perps matches your description and the description of people which, with, with whom you've been associating recently. Tell me there's yep. not, uh, you didn't kill a, a night errant officer. Do we have discretion? You know what I like to do when I'm talking about anything even related to work. Well... I know you have an obligation to your office. You know what I mean. Cameras, hmm. anything. I trust you. I trust you to do what you feel is right. And I understand that we have disagreements on certain ideas of what is. Just tell me. Do I? If if uh, if I found out that you'd potentially killed a knight or an officer in anything but self-defense. I don't know if our friendship could last. I didn't kill him. Okay. Neither did anyone associate it with me, but he did die near me. I'm actually going to assume you want to know about this. Uh, if you can confirm that, obviously... I have a recording. You know I... She taps her head. Okay, does it incriminate you in any way? Or any of your associates? As long as my... As long as they don't know whose eyes this is coming from... And the people are censored. You could just say it came from an anonymous source. And well, sis out. How about this then? How about you get the the file cleaned and then give it to me, and that should help take the heat off of you. I can do that. Do you want to know what happened? No, not really. You don't. The less I know, the the better. Safer for you, safer for me. Yeah, that's true. Thank you. All right. Well, let me know <sighs> when you get the file cleaned up. Yeah. Do you want to use an intermediate this time? Yeah. Uh, might not be a bad idea, actually. There's the heat. It's, inter it's something interesting. That, I mean, the heat out on you is not official. The official word from headquarters is that um, this particular officer was uh, up to some something shady or nefarious and, as, and was killed as a result. But unofficially okay. within the force, there are people who are looking for retribution. Your higher-ups are not all that wrong, but I won't give details. All right, well, let's get me the file through an intermediary, and, and it'll definitely help your case. All right, I'll get you it shortly. All right, good luck. Stay safe, Boxer. I will. And Vic, once this is all over, and if you want to know, if they don't tell you, hit me up. I'm always, I trust you. All right, I'll think about it. I'm... I don't think I want to know, but depending on how things go, it might become interesting. Indeed. I'll see you. All right. Good luck. 
he uh, he rolls off. All right, so you head to a cafe, a local cafe in Auburn, and um, about 10, 15 minutes later, a, uh, a green cab pulls up out front, and you see Ice getting out and uh, looking around for a minute and before coming in and walking up and sitting down at your table. He's uh, he's looking quite tired. His eyes are, are red, and uh, he's looking... Uh, He's looking a bit older today than, looking more his age today than he had been previously. Yes, you don't look great. No, I don't feel great either. That's the sort of thing that coffee can fix. I'll cover it. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be great. Without his uh, uh, like invisible, maybe underneath the table or in the booth, is probably going to at this point um, just kind of whisper that she. Uh, She's thinking they should probably have a conversation over my net so that they, you know, he can actually be engaged. It's kind of important. Uh, she's going to need to be able to touch them both and cast upon them as consenting targets. Subjects, I suppose. Not targets. Yeah. She probably will have Ice makes a composure test and rolls one, one success out of six dice. So he doesn't quite jump off out of the table when he hears your voice, but he's also... At least a boxer visibly startled. Maybe he'll apologize still quietly. And then he just he just sort of nods and rubs his eyes as he grabs the soy calf that the uh, the dwarf waitress brings around, the dwarf server brings around and sits in front of him and takes a f- first big gulp. and says, yeah, the, uh, I don't know, the whole thing's been messing with my head between finding out rigor mortis is alive and Van Housen getting killed and spending a night in Terraslar, my head's all screwed on backwards, so I went down a little bit of an unfortunate rabbit hole yesterday, so it might not be the sharpest tool in no, the shed. I, I understand. Boxer to uh, Grace would seem surprisingly empathetic here. No more she's a bit more with her right now. She seems to have very powerful sympathy for him. Hmm. So <clears throat> Prokop said that you guys were had a plan. We slips underneath ooh, the table and goes to cast in my men. Oh, right. Just a moment. Let the, uh... She is contorting herself in such a way that she can touch both of their, like, shin. And, uh, there's a little fizz. And they feel electricity go up through their skin, up their spine, through their head. And they feel this strange, like, mm, expansion of their subjective worlds before she clambers back up. And they can, uh very clearly, almost instinctually, now think aloud to others, everyone else in the group. Ice shivers and sort of shake, gives a little bit of a shake, like, never get used to that. Yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> I can't really, you know, we could go down easier. Um, this is over my head, of course. Uh, the truth of the matter is that we don't really have a well-formed idea yet, and I believe that our hacker has made a bit of a faux pas the people we're trying to get at, they know, um, they know that we're looking, well, not that we are, but that someone is looking for rigor mortis. Hmm. And I, I'm Jeez. sorry. It, it'll make retrieving him a lot more difficult. The reason why I really called you here was because I had some, she paused I had some concerns, uh, well, not concerns. I had some questions about rigor mortis. Um, I know he's a, a human, but I don't know anything else physically about him. I I have a, a friend, uh, question mark, but a, a friend who um, might have connections with the the security forces that work 
where rigor mortis is being held, and it might be our best bet to actually figure out where he is before they, I don't know, move him. Okay, well, uh, they must have figured it out by now since we took out Van Housen. Something like that. He, uh, uh, at that point, you get a sort of a mental image that, uh, that comes out of uh, Ice's thought process of a, uh, a fairly small human male, um, younger looking than you expected. But then that's probably just because that's the last time I saw this person. Um, fairly physically unimpressive, small, thin, um, dirty brown hair with a bit of a, a very thin, straggly goatee and, and beard and small wire-rimmed glasses. Nightingale is going to scrunch down underneath the table, temporarily drop invisibility, and uh, she's going to, trying hard to not be noticed, pull out a, uh, a small pad, well, not a small pad, some kind of reasonably sized, like, sketch pad and um, some kind of writing utensil. And uh, I want to try and sketch down the, the imagined image she gave me so that I can then use that as opposed to trying and compiling and probably failing to meaningfully compile a list of physical features because Nightingale doesn't have an instinctive grasp on metahuman faces. Okay. Um, would you want me to roll for the quality of this, like, sketch thingamabogger? Do you have... Is that something that you have uh, a skill in? Let me see. Um, she has an artisan skill. If that counts for anything, I'm not sure if it does. Sure. And then I just roll that modifiers. I imagine there'd be a modifier because I'm literally working with a kind of a positive. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How about two extra dice? I'm going to go ahead and roll that. Three. Okay. So you've got three hits on that. Um, you feel like you've got a reasonable uh, facsimile of the image that formed in Ice's thoughts as you guys were talking. Um, probably good enough to... Uh, for somebody to identify. And she's just going to show it to him and ask him if that looks reasonable once she's done with it. He takes it and he looks at it and he says, yeah, that's uh, that's rigor mortis, all right. Uh, might have probably a little bit skinnier than this. I probably remember him bigger than he was actually because he seemed like he was, he had no trouble fitting into any of the, uh, the small spaces in the vehicles that he was repairing. She takes it back and scribbles down some notes in a uh, barely legible English and then um, pockets it, and she, uh, well, she lets the conversation continue. And uh, at this point, Veronica, as you're continuing your, your data search, um, you get a text message from Krillsec. She texts back immediately after she reads it. And the text message says, college girl, I see you're poking out and about. Still alive, I see. For now. What is it? I've been following your data search. Well, then I need to invest in better security. You you get the uh, you get a laughing emoji and text text back saying good luck. What is it this time, Grillsec? I just looked at the uh, reference image of uh, <laughs> Rigor Mortis, and he looks like a like a Vietnam War stoner. Yeah, that's my first. Literally the inspiration. He uh, the the only thing that's different wrong with the picture with the token is that. Rigor Mortis had a bit of uh, more of a goatee. Mm. Ah, he was one of those guys. He's definitely one of those guys. Um, so Krilsek 
texts you back and says, I might know, I might have some uh, pay data if you've got Nuyen. Is that so? Tell me, what is in this pay data? Does it concern our subject? If by subject we're talking about WA. Mm. Is it a complete list of their employees and contractors? No, that would be worthless. Mm. What is it, that? Complete list of the the owners. Oh, that is worth something. Also some scuttlebutt that I picked up off Shadownet. Scuttlebutt? He uh, texts back, yes, it's an old slang term for gossip. Well then, what's the going rate? There's a bit of a pause, there's a long pause, and then he comes back with, uncharacteristically, how about if you owe me one? What? Oh, someone doesn't want money in my capitalist capitalist parody? (laughs) Well, nothing's ever free. Money isn't the only form of payment. Information's pretty valuable in Shadowrun. Mm -hmm. And favors. Cecile is owing a lot of people favors, even though she doesn't hasn't quite realized it yet. I know how this works, Grillsack. How soon am I going to have to pay this back? Not soon, but when I need mm-hmm. it. That might be enough. I will. I will let you know once I chase down a few things. Cecile's now sending a message okay. to Rockop. She sends the investigative okay. journalism piece and asks, Prokop, what's a list of everyone who works at Warehouse Alliance work? Everyone who founded Warehouse Alliance worked worth to you. Me uh, text you back. Well, it could pay back the uh, the discount on the IDs that I gave you. Pay payback? So little? I'm sorry. I must. I might have missed something. Payback? So little? In such a small sum? Well, several thousand new yen. Hmm. To me, I mean, to to others, to others out. In the shadows, it may be worth more. If you want, I can sell it to them, too. True. True. Well, you let me know. I have to make a decision here. Zoot texts back to Krillsek. Were you, she said, you have a list of every contractor that works at Warehouse Alliance? I think we could come to an arrangement. He texts back, um, I'll get back to you. Good. Make it soon or no deal. Roger that. Although all you really get is a mm-hmm. thumbs up. Cecile, just keep searching. Um, all right. So let's see. We've got Boxer and Grace and Ice in a cafe. Cecile's at Deander's apartment. And Deander is... Uh, Deander is trying to get some sleep, uh, but probably she's going to wake up and try to get in touch with uh brown dog okay voice or text uh text all right brown dog met responds to your text virtually instantly um i think dindre sends like very direct text messages um i need you to find me someone who i can purchase something illegal from uh, what kind of, uh, thing, you know, generally speaking? I need a, uh, key card copier. What is Brown Dog's connection? Two. Where is he in your contacts? I don't even see him in your He's contacts. He's at the 
first contact on my contacts list. At least on uh, Roll20. Oh. I don't know if I, I put him on my chummer. Let's see. Yeah, he's not in my chummer. Okay, so what was his connection to? Two. And his loyalty? Uh, one, but I have a favor from him. You can bump his loyalty up to two. Okay. Because he's mad impressed that you are now working with Prokop Skillful, and he wants to get in on that action. All right, so why don't we roll his connection, his loyalty and connection, see what he can do for you. Should I roll that, or do you want to? Uh, you can roll it. Uh, so it's just loyalty plus connection, that's it? Yep. Okay. Not very good. He texts back, that's going to be a bit of a challenge. Give me two hours. Uh, D'Andre responds in like a short affirmative in Spirithil, and then gets up after like four hours of sleep and starts making food. All right, so back to Grace and Boxer. What are you guys up to? I got the information that I wanted out of the ice, so Boxer can do it. With ice? Not really anything. Nothing? Nothing. Okay. Well, I need to reach out to Jake. But it's you do that, and then, uh, uh, how good are you with your weapons? I know you have some. Is this at Boxer, or at, I mean at Grace, or at Ice? Oh, Grace. Absolutely Grace. She, she knows that. Ice is She is uh, Nightingale knows how to operate a pew-pew, and she has a pew Well, she's asking her. Yeah, she she would she would say as much like I I, I, I can I can use a pew pew just fine. I'm not like a crack shot, of course. It's kinda hard, honestly. Well uh I suppose I want to be able to give you all the tips that would help the human are very different. Oh well. I mean we could talk about it, uh perhaps later tonight. I wanted to talk get help with it anyway. Ah, perfect. That's case I'll sit Get you down to the range. We have to wait for another time. What with the deadline of tomorrow. Um, I'm going to cut the the mine net now and go step outside. Uh, how did we get here? Probably did a grid guide. A, a grid guide. Unless she manages to get herself on boxer's motorcycle. No, Nightingale is going to go find a uh, an alley to temporarily squirrel away in, invisible, maybe even. Uh, Levitate up to some higher place where a metahuman wouldn't be able to get to her, pecking for cameras and whatnot before she drops her spells and goes to go text uh, Jake. Um, her her leading message would be, "Hi Jake, this is Horsey. I know it's been a little while. Um, I kind of need some help uh, with something. Do you happen?" And then she'll she'll uh, she'll pause and line break and ask, "Do you happen to know?" Any guys that work uh, security at, and she lists off the name of the company. All right. You get a couple of minutes later, you get a text back and uh, he says, well, let me, let me ask around and uh, you can make a check, a test as well. Um, now that I've looked up the rules, this is actually going to be a, a charisma plus connection extended test with an interval of an hour, so... So, how how exactly do I roll that? Charisma plus his connection? Right. I thought uh, connection was opposed to loyalty. Well, there's one test to see whether they actually get back to you, but a lot of this is really sort of more GM discretion. So, um, 
my charisma plus his connection. So that's four. You can also use any knowledge skill that you think would be more appropriate than potentially charisma. Uh, any knowledge skill that I think would be more appropriate. I don't have any. I just rolled it. Um, that's unfortunate. Okay, so you got two hits. So in the first hour, um, he doesn't get back to you. However, Cecile Krillsek gets back to you as you're continuing to sift through the, the various social media type posts from these people trying to find any avenue of where that'll let you in. And Krillsek gets back to you and he says, yeah, I think I've got something for you. And what's that? Well, like I said, I've got the current list of, I've got the list of owners and I've got a list of what they call contracts, Mm. uh, current contracts. It's not as extensive as I thought it was going to be. It's unfortunate. Do you happen to have a list of guards and their schedules, or am I going to have to source that myself? Hmm. Well, that would require probably somebody getting into their system, so I'd have to uh, I'd have to find somebody to do that. Or, I mean, you could do it yourself. That's fine, Krillsek. I'll consider this a deal, but I'm not happy about it. Out of curiosity, how much would it cost to get this information if were I paying? Well, I'd probably charge you about two grand for it. Two grand, huh? It's not that interesting. WA is more of a as a small player. They, they play in Seattle. Um, the one thing I should warn you about, uh, college girl, they do have uh, they do have. Well, actually, if I give this to you, consider it's a freebie. You don't owe me for it, but you should know that. As I've been poking around a little bit for them, and you'd probably find this too, they do have some, uh, well, there, there's a, uh, like I told you what I was going to get you is a little bit of scuttlebutt on them. There's there's some talk in ShadowNet that they are, while they are a legitimate business and legitimately do warehouse and transshipment within the greater Seattle area, it's also potentially a front for some other smuggling operations that are connected to Yakuza. Mm. That's unfortunate. Um, but it might be interesting to you because it all happens through a specific warehouse in Puyallup. It's good to know. Thanks, Krilsek. Oh, Anyways. Thought I'd pass you two grand. Get out of that favor, huh? I don't really need the money right now, college girl. Wow. I see how it is, Krilsek. I'd much rather have a favor. You're going to take advantage of my position? Naturally. Well, good on you call it a deal. You get uh, two files through the matrix. Hmm? And one of them is a list of the current contracts and one of them is a charter document. Before I actually seal the deal out of character, did make sure that includes locations, right? For the contracts. Okay. Yes. uh, Cecile will firstly look at the list of founders. So the... uh, the, cha- the charter document is basically the document that was that chartered the, the Warehouse Alliance Corporation. And you see on it, A, the name of Jim Ansel, which you remember was George Van Housen's alias, and another name which you recognize immediately. And I imagine you would like to know that name. Indeed. The name is Kirill Petrov, otherwise known as the Dean of Evo's Washington University facility. Oh, sure. The one whose office you were in when you met 
Alice DeVry. Well, that is interesting. Hmm. All right. The other names are not familiar to you. Um, there are seven total names, so you know two of the seven. All right. Now, for the contractor list, obviously, could I take a look to see where rigor mortis is? Yes. So the list is organized by name, and it's organized by location. Basically, think of it as a big Excel spreadsheet um, with a bunch of columns that are different data. Um, rigor mortis is not a name on this list. However, you're fairly certain that rigor mortis was a shadow name, and all of the names on the list appear to be given names. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, actually, give me a give me a logic plus intuition. Logic role. plus intuition. Sure. Which is a isn't that a memory? Isn't that just a straight memory uh, test? Maybe. That's that's intuition plus willpower, I think. No, but go logic logic plus intuition. Logic plus intuition. I think that'll do it correctly. Um, one column catches your eye. It's a uh, date of acquisition for the contract, and you filter it by um, huh? by age. And there is one contract that is twenty years old. None of the other contracts are even close. Yeah, that'd be it. And the location is Puyallup. Uh, and the name associated with, with it is Matthew Vashon. I'm just going to... All right. Uh-huh. Seal text the group chat. What time is it, by the way, in-game? You're running around 10, 10 p.m. at this point. All right. Mm-hmm. Seal text the group chat. And... Puyallup. Yeah, go do that, and then I... That's it. Boxer... No, not Boxer. Deandir, uh, make another um, test for Ground Dog. Sure. Another one. Still nothing from Ground uh, Dog. Okay. And Grace, make a test for. What was his name again? Jake. Jake. Okay, I'm going to do that. So you said it was my charisma plus his connection. Yep. Three. Nice. So at that point, Jake texts you back. And says, "Yeah, I got a, I got a couple of boys who, uh, who work for them." With the, uh, the text that presumably just recently came in from, uh, well, she would have, whenever, whenever the text from Cecil came in, she would have said specifically at uh, the Puyallup. How do you spell it? How do you say it? Puyallup. Puyallup location. Is that what you text back to Jake? Yeah. Um, you know what? What's your, uh, hmm, what's your edge? I literally have one edge. You have one edge. Um, and all right, roll. Let's just say twice your edge. So two dice. Okay. See how lucky you are today. Fingers crossed. Uh, not very you lucky. You get a text back, frowny face. No, afraid not. They're in Tacoma. Ah. Uh, hmm. Would it be worth it to edge that? Use your edge to use your edge. The text back. Yeah. They he, might know somebody in Puyallup. If, I mean, if they do, anything anything will help. I'm I'm looking for one person in particular. Ah, interesting. Yeah, and I, I want to, we know where they are now. I just want to make sure that they aren't moved. I'll get back to you. Okay, thank you. Smiley face, tree emoji. <laughs> Miss Magnum foot started that tree emoji thing and it's stuck. So now that I know... <laughs> 
unaware this Mr. What was his last name? Vashon is. Um, wait a minute. Vashon? Like V-A-S-H-O-N? V-A-C-H-O-N. Okay. Um, I cross-reference that with a list of disgruntled or otherwise exploitable employees to see which have been around that area, presumably for work. Just other activities like, you know, bars. You don't get, let's see, you don't get disgruntled employees from that area. As a matter of fact, when you look at sort of like the social network type stuff and the, the glass door type of agency type stuff, uh, there's an, what you actually pick up on is that there is almost like a, a blackout on the Puyallup location. Like you get social media posts from people at other places, you get glass door, <laughs> you know, ratings from other places, but like Puyallup one, it's like there's been a blackout on it. Like somebody's cleaning, keeping keeping the matrix clean of references to the Puyallup mm. location. Okay, that makes sense. Cecile texts the group chat. Problems. One, Puyallup was the one that was the Yakuza front, wasn't it? Yes. Problem one. The place where Mr. Matthew Vachon is held is a Yakuza front. Problem two. I'm reasonably certain they have Yakuza members as the guards for that facility. I may know someone who could be of help in that regard. Well, then do reach out. Yaks aren't my strong suit. Good lord, Box has got a lot of skills. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of them for roleplay reasons. In retrospect, it occurs to me that maybe I shouldn't have. Okay, skill monkey. Hey. It's like a two-page character printout just for skills. And then the guns, and then the other equipment, and then the contacts, and then, yeah, I think you get the point. Are you reaching out to Arashi, Arashi Shinkawa? Yes. And who is Arashi Shinkawa? He's a gamer friend. Uh, he's with the, I, I wrote out a whole thing. You know, you know that, like, that big thingy of people. people is it in your chummer? Is it on your chummer file? No, it's in the Discord. Oh, okay. Person of interest. Okay. You're reaching out by text or are you voice calling? Text. How, like amateur gun collector followed by unable to handle a firearm. <laughs> God, I even put that in. All right. Uh, connection loyalty three. Make a loyalty plus charisma test, please. All right. Uh, Probably going to jinx us here, but I feel like we're actually getting better at some of this stuff. Oh my gosh. No, stop. I'm not going to be able to find it now. Loyalty, loyalty. All right. Loyalty so, plus charisma. He's got a loyalty of three. Uh, I guess I'll just roll the die, huh? Loyalty plus, because there's no handy button for me to press. If you uh, turn on modifiers at the top of your sheet, you can click on your charisma and then just add the extra dice. That's one way to do it. So it's just charisma plus blood. Plus three. Okay, yeah. I'm just going to roll six. Six die. One hit. All right. Uh, after a couple of minutes, uh, he texts you back. What's up, boxer? In the middle of a game right now, are you going to join us? No can do. That's something for later. I'm, uh... <clears throat> you know that stuff you always want to hear about? Uh, yeah. I'm actually getting ready for some of that. And, well, you are... You might get to be involved in a way. How's that for exciting? What? No Drek? Really? No Drek? 
I uh I just need to know a little bit about your the axe, you know? Ah, okay. Uh there's a couple of there's sort of a pause and then he's like, uh okay. Let's It's uh, nothing it's nothing bad. Nothing sensitive. I just need to know who's working at a certain place. Oh. Uh why? You're not gonna mm. kill them, are you? <laughs> we uh we want one of the prisoners in there and we figured that we might be able to uh Offer some of them opportunities for additional f- everyone with, including you. You mean like a prison break? Mm, just one guy, but yeah. Like in a movie. Or what it called? Like in a shit. I don't know. Okay, well, what's the location of this prison? Where is it again? Puyallup. Do we have a more precise location than that? Yes, you do. It's in uh, a precise location, like addressed or whatever. Puyallup. I... <sighs> There's a there's a longer pause. Several minutes go by, and then uh, you get another text back. Question, just a question mark, and then uh, that's not a prison. That's a uh, that's a warehouse or something. Mm. They keep prisoners in there as labor. Oh yeah, right. It's one of those places. Yeah, one of those. They got one of our friends in there, and we'd rather get him out. If you understand what I mean. Okay. Well, as far as I know, none of my my uh, connections work in that area. All right. Yeah, sorry, uh, Boxer. I'm coming up blank on that one. Oh, good. If you can figure out something about it, uh, I might be able to hook you up with a decent piece. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I'll uh, I'll ask around. Yeah, sure. Also, I'll catch you on that uh, Operation Wednesday. Oh, you mean our standard game? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be there. Oh, yeah. See you then. Heck, yeah. Fucking gamers. They're gamers. All right. So it sounds like you guys have have a location. You have names. And you know that there's potentially some off books or illegal activity happening at this location. You know that, I mean, you've been told this previously that Warehouse Alliance is associated with the Shadow Riders, but you've got it confirmed. Oh, can I check one last thing? Is there yep. a specific node for the Puyallup location? Yes. Hmm. Deciding whether or not to hack. What was that, Liz? Like, I said, I feel like they're going to be expecting Probably. You. And I don't really know how the whole cyberspace thing works, but uh, I imagine it's a lot like physical security in that they can uh, raise defenses. Indeed, they can. Uh, so there is a distinct node for the pull-up location. Yes. Well, I'll just keep that in mind for now. You uh, roll roll your charisma plus real sex, sex loyalty. loyalty? Okay, so that'll be 5d6 to roll. Uh, and I got two. Two hits. Um, you get another text from Krillsec. Which has a uh, a gif of a creepy grinning dwarf on it, and then you get another follow up text says, "You want more pay data?" Depends on the pay data. I have blueprints. Do you now? What pray tell do these blueprints cost me? How about another favor? How about pay you back at some point? In kind. What are you looking for? Ah, uh, pay data. Pay data for pay data. How's that that sounds sound? good to me. Although, you maybe could do All me right. an extra favor. 
I might need you to disseminate information this time instead. Ah, interesting. You have my you attention. that list you gave me of the founders? Well, yes. one of them happens to have made me rather cross, so I would, I may, decide to spread some information about this dean of the uh, EVO program at the University of Washington and their connections to the Yakuza. Ooh, careful, college girl. You're going to make bad enemies. Oh, wait, too late. Indeed. What more can they do? Try to kill me thrice? Yes. Well, they can trap you in the shadows. Woe is me. I'll let you know, Chris. He, uh, so do you want the file or not? Sure. And I'll pass along any juicy pay data. It's a deal. After that. And you get a uh, quick blip on your, you get a blip and uh, there's a couple of files on it. Now, I know this is Puyallup, so it's kind of run down. Can I try to find a security camera that looks at the facility? Uh, you can definitely try That'd to find one, yes. a data one, yeah. search test. Is that a data search test? It wouldn't be hidden. Yeah. Unless there are secret cameras. No, I'm just thinking it's not really data, but it's, I guess, the existence of the camera would be data, but then you'd have to find its location of its server. Sure. Call it a data All test. Right. Data search. Great. Does that say agility? It does. Mm. It's coding so fast. Well, oh, that was... was... Is, that's a... That's a yeah, skill, right? Work. Hold on. You have agility yes, in it yes, as yes, your yes. attribute. Okay, that's sheet error. Hold on. Ignore that role. It's better. And I got fewer hits. Well, two hits. Okay. So you've got, let's just call it five sure. hits. Because it's a base it is an extended test, right? So yeah, you you find some uh some cameras in that area. And and they are looking at the facility. I see any guards patrolling. Um you see, you see what looks like um, a conglomeration of several large huh? buildings. Um, one of them is very obviously some type of warehouse with a loading dock and um, trucks pulling in and out of it. There is a uh, employee, what can only be an employee parking lot. There's a fence around the whole thing and the gates that lead in and out to the loading dock have guard uh, shacks next to them. Okay. Uh, you don't see, there don't, doesn't look like there's anybody patrolling the, uh, the main, the where there's the warehouse building. And then there's a, what looks like some kind of a uh, administrative building. It has a sign on it that says warehouse Alliance. And it, it's where you see the sign that says employee parking. And then you see another larger building that doesn't have any windows in it, which seems odd to you. And uh, I'm going to, let's see, in the, on the map, let's see if I have a map of this. No. So what I want to show you guys is a picture that you're seeing. Let me to find the picture. There it is. Is it going to fit in Discord? I can see the blueprints. Oh yeah, so you you saw the blue, you've got the blueprints in roll twenty. So I can show those to the rest of the team. Can the rest of the team see the the blueprints? Seal sends it to the group chat anyway. So the building, what you're seeing on the blueprints is the building is apparently the building that doesn't have uh, mm -hmm. that you're seeing without windows. Um, and looking at the blue 
blueprints. Can can everybody see the blueprints at this point? Oh wow! Hi. Yeah, I can see Pulaloop level, which should say level one. Uh, is it the thing with all the gray? It looks like an IR image. Maybe it is with boxers yeah. and drone. Oh my! So you see that you guys get a text message with an attached uh, file from Cecile, and it has a uh, what appear to be some blueprints of a of the prison where you suspect that rigor mortis is being held. A level the level one and the level two of the prison. Um, then in the uh, if you guys look in the Discord chat in the general text chat, there is sort of a top view of the of the facility. Um, you the in the lower right area, the square roof that would be the uh, the prison roof, and then the long roof is the warehouse, and then the lighter colored roof in the left upper left corner that would be the uh, the administrative building that I talked about with the employee parking and such. And then the two little squares down below, those would be the guard shacks. And then in the upper right-hand corner, that looks like there's another gate there going to one end of the warehouse with two more guard shacks. And then that sort of rectangle, that vertical upright rectangle in the lower right, would, looks like it's some kind of a courtyard or yard area for the prisoners, potentially. I ask, how many cars are in the employee parking lot? Uh, looks like uh, about, looks like probably about a well, actually, it's it's nighttime. It looks like about a roughly a dozen, dozen cars at nighttime and bikes. I read the tags. You hmm. can, yes. I search those tags and see to whom they're registered. Okay, you are able to find find the owners of those vehicles relatively easily. All right, I'll make a list. Can I find out anything about those people, or is it all hush hush? Um. No, you do find some things out about those people. Their their social media is pretty innocuous. Um, most of them live in the Puya Loop area. Um, they look like your average uh, Puya Loop working class, pretty rough and tumble. Um, probably grateful to have a job in Puya Loop like this. Nothing that immediately stands out. Um, I would say they're probably. You know, very rednecky, yeah, riffraff who have a job and a, you know, probably enjoy the uh, the authority and power of being guards at okay. a prison. Mm. None of them have tattoos or anything. No, oh, um, no recognizable It is shadowbud. No, you're not seeing any of. It doesn't seem like they're predominantly. Japanese or otherwise Oriental, it's a fairly mixed bag, but about 90% human. So very low uh, representation of other meta types. Update. Guards, probably not Yakuza. Looks like general trash. Yeah, they, you know, they've got, you know, they, they've got pictures of family and kids, and parties and stuff like that, you know, cars, pictures of their cars and yeah, just sort of the usual, nothing that stands out, aside from the fact that they are mostly human and, and virtually all male. With that, Cecile gets up from Cold Sim VR and uh, goes to bed. I had some small questions about <laughs> the map, I guess. Is there roof access in the prison or not? 
Um, so as you look at the, let's see, can you click on the, the map in the Discord? Yes. Okay, so there is a visible roof access. Can you guys see the map hmm? now? Yes. Okay, so you see down here next, this is so right here is the entrance to the administrative building. There's roof access right here from the loading dock. And then back here behind the fence, there's another ladder that goes up onto the, the warehouse. Um, there are security cameras all around. Basically, all of, every time you see this little sort of symbol here, that's a security camera. Oops. Uh, I'm going to ask a really stupid Do the, the blueprints say how large? What's that? How how large the like vents are for uh, AC? Because I see there's an exhaust vent. Know what you're thinking. On the roof. At least on the uh, roof. Yeah. So I think each of these squares here is five meters. They're five feet or, well, like one meter-ish. Yeah, I need to save. Or I the big squares. That. Okay. So the little square, do you see the little squares now? I, I've turned off roll 20 squares. Yes, I do see little squares. So each of the little squares is about five meters. Okay. So uh, this exhaust vent here is a fairly large exhaust vent than this one? Yes. And actually, that's a vent, and um, that's a vent, and this this little guy right here looks like it's a hatch. That's so, exactly what I wanted. So there looks like there's roof access or into the building access through a hatch right there. Okay. What's the different distance from... The like next, the like building to the the south of the prison to the prison, and are they of similar heights? Um, it's yeah, they're similar similar heights, similar style building. It's sort of a an industrial area. Okay, so is the distance like ten meters, or how long is it? From, it's like, about ten meters. Okay, I have a plan. It is stupid. Are you going to share that plan. plan with the group, or are you just going to? Yes, I, I, I would like to share the plan with the group. I would like to attempt to infiltrate the prison. I cannot promise exfiltration, but I would like to attempt an att attempt this infiltration. To Seal says, yeah, yes. that's the plan. As in covert uh, infiltration. Um, I have a, a tool called a Victorinix rope. It uh, can go solid. I just need to use my grapnel to span the length between the building and its neighbor and get onto the roof. And then I can make a mess inside or try to get out our uh, our friend. <sighs> and if I uh, make too much noise, you guys can rush in because uh, the it looks like the prison level is on the ground. So that's the... Uh... Actually, no, let's do this. Let's take a quick look at the blueprints. So this right here, do you guys see the uh, the blueprint? This is the second level of that part of the building. Mm -hmm. And if they if they match up, the it looks like the the hatch exits directly into the cell block. The hatch enters into the cell block, but like in the middle of the ceiling. Yeah. Yep. Now, before you try to do that, it might be good. A good idea for me to try and do astral reconnaissance, at least. And of course, I have a drone. Yeah, that too. It, 
I feel like they'll detect Astral Recon. Um, I'm very sneaky, I'll have you know. Also, DeAndre knows nothing about Astral. The, like, the Astral side of that. Hmm. I get the idea that everybody looks at Deandre and is th- just automatically figuring, just assuming that she knows everything about Astral. Nah. She's an elf. does not assume this. Oh, absolutely. Deandre is a, an extremely elfy-looking elf, so Obviously, she knows everything about magic and astral. Knowing where it is, I think I would want to jaunt over there through the astral and give it a look-see to see if they have, um, like, any kind of astral security. Do you have astral navigation or knowledge of Seattle? I have sense of direction, meaning that I always... I also have knowledge of Seattle. I have sense of direction and knowledge of Seattle. Okay. I can always backtrack and um, never forget where you left your shoes. Yeah, it's very important. But boxers can like eat. So I will say that you have levitated up onto a uh, little niche of the the building where the cafe was to make your calls. Yeah. And after you're done talking to Jake, you realize that there is a watcher spirit that is watching you. Sort of a little fuzzy ball of astral energy with sort of a a grinning, goofy face. Do I recognize it? No. You realize that it must have appeared as as you floated up and, and landed on this little ledge. You smile, smile at it, and it smiles back to you, and just sort of, it's sort of bouncing around in the air, doing nothing other than that. I uh, I give it a astral hello in the way that sound can propagate through the astral, and then ask it, uh, what's it doing? <laughs> watching, watching, watching. It just sort of repeats that when you say watching, watching, watching. It says, watching, watching, watching. Are you watching for someone? I'm watching for anyone who is going to do anything harmful to doing. Oh. You I, get the I, sense I, that when it said that, it was like, had to like really think hard to even put that sentence together. Oh, I'm not going to do anything harmful to the building. She, uh, she uses it exactly. Um, strange syntax when she explains that, and she she tries to be very genuine when she says that. Uh, I'm just here to make some calls. I'm actually going to be going like soon. Uh-huh. Okay, watching, watching. And she uh she gives it like a the equivalent of an astral thumbs up and gives it a little like wave before she uh promptly levitates back down off of her little ledge and goes invisible. It does a little loop-de-loop and and follows you down. He's going to go ahead and text Boxer and tell her that she's, uh, she's, she thinks they should probably go ahead and leave and, um, get some sleep and otherwise prepare for the day ahead. Yeah, that seems pertinent. Let's go. You can crash it onto us, as always. Before leaving, Nightingale's going to, like, linger at the end of the alleyway and look back at the Watcher spirit. Um, you think it would be reasonable to say that she can, like, conjure up, uh, like, sensory experiences for, like, astral beings to just kind of nom on a lot more easily than physical ones? A what kind of experience? I, I basically just want to give it, like, a, a magic treat and then just walk off. Oh, sure. Yeah. I want to give it an astral, an astral treat. Sort of like patting the, a puppy dog's head, you know? It's... Yeah, basically, except magical and strange. What does the magical and strange look like? I'm imagining it's like just concentrated, soft and cute and like warm, but like warm in the like 
psychological sense. And she just gives it like a little hat. Yeah, it continues to smile and watch and it starts to glow up and then it sort of goes loop-de-looping back up into the air over the uh, the building and starts whirling around it. See you around. Watching, watching, watching. And uh, Ice is looking at Boxer saying, hey, could you uh, could you help me a, a, a green cab, please? I still don't oh, have right. a comm link. Oh, green cab. All right, sure. And she does. Thanks. She doesn't even pick out her. She just has one in her. Pick me up at uh, Samovar when you guys are ready to go. He hasn't been clued into any of this, so he hasn't looked at, he hasn't seen any of the uh, blueprints or video feeds or anything. I still have to talk to uh, Brown Dog. He's still around. Yeah, actually, we forgot about that. We probably want to make another test with your charisma and his connection. Wait, uh, modifiers. Charisma plus connection. Jeez. It would have been very funny Damn. if we could have gotten the... Uh... The white supremacists to attack the building. Um, so you got one gonna, hit there. You got one hit before. So you've got you've got a total of three hits at this point. Since mm-hmm. we're going to call this an extended test, so um, Cecile has uh, gone to bed, and you're getting ready to go to bed too. I imagine when you get a text from Brown Dog, uh, and he uh, says he texts. Might have found what you're looking for. Can you meet me in an hour? Yes. He says, okay, good. Meet me in Auburn. And he shoots you a location. Is the location far, uh, close enough to walk for me or is it um, too far? It's too far. Okay. Bike time. All right. You get on your bike. Uh, the streets of Auburn at night, you know, Auburn is an industrial working class area. Auburn never sleeps, but not in the way that the fancy downtown areas never sleep. It never sleeps in the way that, you know, people are working 24-7. So the streets are busy. There's There are street vendors and food vendors. And, you know, just because the sun goes down doesn't mean that anything changes on the streets of Auburn. You get to a, uh, what seems to be the uh, parking lot behind a an old stuffer shack. And you see Brown Dog and his... Uh, his Harley, his big Harley sitting there, and uh, he's uh, leaning against it, smoking a cigarette with his usual sort of fake tribal uh, wear. I think DeAndre rolls up, uh, not right next to him, but close, and is like, put that out. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, he looks around for a second, then just drops it and, and steps on it. I'm sorry, I forgot you uh, You didn't like that, so... Uh, Look, dear, dear, how, how are things going with that uh, with Procop? They're going apace, I'd say. Um, looks like we have we have another job for. I'm trying uh, to get a hold of this for. Um, let's call it uh, ease of access. Oh, that's great. Um, you know, if you can ever just sort of, uh, you know, get me in a room with 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 him, uh, I'd, I'd really appreciate that. You know, don't I'll do my best. Hooked you up. I won't. All right. Well, I I don't have the. Th- thing myself i'm waiting for my uh my contact to show up mm-hmm. uh they were supposed to be here a couple minutes ago what is it with these seattle norms and punctuality are you saying that out loud yes he, he chuckles nervously yeah these these seattle norms take them and their punctuality <laughs> he's looking a little oh flustered he's uh he's obviously quite uh impressed personally with dnd but also you know 
really trying to make a good impression with her because he feels like, you know, she's moving up in the world and he's hoping to sort of ride that, those coattails. You know something funny that uh, happened to me recently, Brown Dog? Uh, no. What, what was that? Apparently I have a fan club. It chuckles. It's, a fan um, club? That's whiz. I think it's mostly posers. Oh. And I'm not very happy about that. Normies. But as long said, as they right? aren't, as long as they aren't following around too tight, I mean, let them do what they want. I hope not have uh, them get themselves killed. You want me to check it out for you? If you want to, of course. Anything for my uh, for my runners, you know that. Nice. Um, at, that at that point, you see a uh, a GMC Bulldog van blacked out. The uh, the windows are tinted. Uh, circles around and starts rolling up into the parking lot with you guys and uh, stops a little ways away from you and the, the side door slides open and two orcs get out and then a, uh, a dwarf gets out of the driver's side and they start walking towards you. I think Dan there gets off her bike and like walks mm-hmm. wa- walks towards them as well. Oh yeah, this this must be them, says, uh, says Brown Dog. Um, these guys uh, these guys run some uh, some deep shadow equipment all over the place, so uh, they probably have what we need. That'll be good. If there are any more operations, I might have to ask them for something else. They uh, they roll up, and the dwarf steps in front of the two orcs who are... Actually, make a perception check, Dindar. No modifiers? Nope, just straight perception. What? Again. You, you're rolling terrible tonight. Yep. One hit. Yeah, uh, the two orcs look like uh, obvious muscle. Uh, the dwarf looks... Um, you know, he's got sort of uh, your run-of-the-mill streetwear. Um, he's wearing some kind of AR goggles and a uh, big, bushy, thick red beard that's been uh, brushed out straight. He's wearing a long black trench coat with the collars pulled up, and he rolls up to, to Brown Dog. He looks up at Deandere, he looks up at Brown Dog and says, Hoy, Brown Dog, long time no see. Can I do for you? And Brown Dog sort of nervously looks between Deandar and the dwarf and says, Uh yeah, Zeke, this is uh this this is uh, one of my runners, Deandir. Uh she's looking for what was it you were looking for again, Deandir? Well, the primary thing I'm looking for is uh, let's see, what's it called? Uh, a key card copier. And if uh if you can get it for me, perhaps some things that are a little more um specific. Key card copier, huh? Mm-hmm. Hmm, that's not something you just find lying around on the street. Indeed. Well, you see his AR flick up and he says, give me a sec. And uh, he's distracted. The two orcs are sort of, they're keeping an eye out. They're looking around. Their heads are on a swivel. And uh, after about 10, 20 seconds of looking in AR, he uh, he snaps back. The dwarf snaps back out of it, looks at you, says, yeah, you're in luck. I think I know somebody who can get you one. Um might not be the best, but uh, it's available. Hmm. Well, I guess my options are limited because I need it pretty quickly. What book is that in? Uh, the keycard skimmer is uh, the keycard copier is in the main book actually. Uh, it's in the breaking and entering devices on page uh, two thirty-five or three thirty-five. Keycard copier on the top right. It's eight uh, F on its rating. All right, so <clears throat> the dwarf looks at you and he says, uh, only trouble is I don't have it with me. We'd have to go uh, meet with the guys who've got it. 
Well, uh, I have some other inquiries. Did you hear that? Or did I cut out in the middle of that? No, I heard that. He's okay. just looking at you, expecting... Um, I'd like some thermal dampening. Camo- well, maybe some of those uh, keycard skimmers I've heard something about. Keycard skimmers, hmm. Yeah, well, that sort of tracks, doesn't it? Yep. Uh, what was the thing with the thermal damping again? Uh, thermal dampening for my camouflage suit. And I kind of pull a bag out of my sidecar. Uh, the thermal damping I can do, I can get you that by tomorrow. Um, keycard skimmer, if you want me to pick up the keycard skimmer and the keycard copier. Uh, What's a well, skimmer? The skimmer is uh, in Spy Games on 149. Uh, they, they're like membranes that attach to card readers that pick up the keycards, and then the reader for those just picks it up off of the membrane. They actually exist in the real world. Mm-hmm. Isn't that just the same as a copier? Uh, well, the copier is like the device that you use to get the keycard, like if you have the physical copy. While the skimmers, you like put on a reader, and they read it oh, off, of the, off of the person putting their card cool. through. Yeah, the skimmer is what you have nowadays. Like when you get your card stolen at like a gas station or something like that. That is Actually, super I guess cool. Both of them are. Yep. Okay, so keycard skimmer. There are two parts to this device: the card skimmer, which the is strips the in the reader. Frame. Yep, and then this the skim the the, the, the reader. He looks at you, he says, I can get you both of them. I can get you the whole lot uh, by tomorrow. Give me about 24 hours. Um, let's see. Call it uh, Call it um, for the skimmer and the reader. Call it about 4,500 Nuyen. Sounds about right. Um, I'll have to get back on you to you on the thermal damping. I've got the equipment, but I need to... St- check on what that cost me before I give it to you. And the keycard copier? Yeah, the 4500 was for the copier and the... Okay. How about I give you 5k now and my suit and you come back to me with the the rest I owe and my... Uh, yeah, sure. It's a deal. Okay. I guess I just put 5k on a... Uh, uh, I guess a you can give him a, a cred stick or... Yeah, I guess you could slot a cred stick. He could probably just take it right there. Yeah. We'll hand wave it. And then I just hand him my bag with my uh, uh, camouflage suit in it. He says, uh, he hands you, he says, here's my, uh, he drops you a pin in AR. Oh, you're not even in AR, are you? You're, nope. you're doing this all old time. I'm, I'm a meat space person. He drops a pin. You hear a ping off of your comm link. And uh, do you take a look at it? I kind of uh, pull my comm out and take a peek. He says, "I dropped you. Uh, I dropped you my com code. Um, so I'll get in touch with you tomorrow. Probably no more than twenty-four hours. But I've got the stuff done, and we'll set up a meeting." Sounds good. I guess All I'll. Right. Uh, what was your name again? I'm Dean Dare. Or at least that's what people call me. All right. Um, it's somewhat of a joke, you see. I don't see no. Oh, um, well, Dean Dare. In... Yes, it is. Oh, okay, I got you. Dandar and Spirithil means old woman. He chuckles. Yeah, old woman indeed. Yes. Well, I've got to go back to doing my old woman thing. You know, knitting, riding motorcycle. I'll be so. in touch tomorrow. He nods to uh, Brown Dog, and the three of them turn around <laughs> and head back to the uh, to the bulldog. 
to the step fan. Brown Dog looks at you and says, all right, that one's smooth. Yes, indeed. Um, well, uh, if there's nothing else, uh, keep me in mind. Remember, remember your old chummer who, who got you hooked up with the uh, with Pro Cop. I won't. See you around, Dean Deer. See you around. I, I think Dean Deer probably sits on her bike the rest of the leave. And then she picks up the cigarette off the ground. <laughs> yeah, the van leaves and Brown Dog leaves and uh, and you pick up the cigarette. You walk it to one of the trash cans in this uh, parking deck or whatever. Yeah, it's there behind clean, the stuffer shack. There's yeah. a dumpster behind the stuffer shack you can flick it into. Yep. Dang, normies. If Brown Dog keeps littering, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> oh, no. Brown Dog gets killed for throwing a cigarette butt on the ground. Rest in pieces. Rip, Brown Dog. Here he was, hoping that you're the ticket to the big leagues, and instead you're the thing that kills him. Oh, my God. It would be how. funny, like, our next meeting, Brown Dog does the same thing, and I just walk up choking. <laughs> he would probably learn the lesson. Yeah, All right. I want to do that sometimes, too. Uh, I think I'm done for now, at least, um, with my illegal purchases. Are we going to try and hit Warehouse Alliance tonight? Uh, I'd like to wait on my gear, and then... Well, I mean tonight, as in out of character. Oh yeah, out of character tonight. I, I'm I down feel like for we could at least until get there and deal with getting in the building, since I feel like the okay everything else will be a full session. All right, so uh, new day dawns. What's happening? Um, I mean, uh, let's see. I, I can we wait for me to get my things? Or I guess I text the group. I purchased some items that might make our infiltration easier. Uh, but the, I, we have to wait on them a day or so. says, I'm not sure we should wait a day. She's right. I don't imagine we have all that much time. How about it's 12 hours? Easy. You could hit it in the evening, I guess. Actually, most people don't realize this, but the best time to hit is in the middle of the shift. Nobody expects anything in the middle of their shift. Like? Everyone expects an ambush in the morning wait, or at wait. night. What time is this? Can Cecile even respond? Well, as far as I remember, Deer and Boxer are both Seals very early risers. At least 5 a.m. I think everyone's an early riser. I'm sorry. Say, I, I didn't get either of what you said or what either Seals of you said. Cecile's awake by at least 5 a.m. I think today, Cecile and Deandere wake up at almost the exact time and like run into each other on the way into the bathroom. They're, I just imagine that being a very tense moment. <laughs> yeah. I do too, because I imagine Deandere's probably forgotten that Cecile's there. Cecile is very possessive over her morning routine and getting it done. Deandere probably wakes up, puts her sword on, and then goes to the. <laughs> I'm so glad we have so much autistic representation in this game. It makes me happy. Cecile relents and lets Deandere use the restroom, then everything else happens. Yes. But Deandere doesn't take long, so. In the morning, not no specific time, the cars that are in the employee parking lot. Okay. Um, it's about the same quantity of, of vehicles, a uh, mix of motorcycles and cars. Um, there are several trucks that are pulled up to the dock that are uh, being loaded or offloaded by what appear to be um, either robotic or rigor-guided mm-hmm. Forklifts. Does it look like a different shift. 
It does. There's a different set of cars right. out um, front. I'm going to go ahead and have Cecile search all of them and just keep that in mind for now. Okay. Yeah, it's very much the same sort of mix. Um, you get, at this point, there are, you also get some people in the mix who are um, obviously administrative staff. So people who live in areas like Renton, not Puyo. Yeah. So you get people who's, you know, who show up on the, uh, the sixth world equivalent of LinkedIn, you know, as managers and things like that. So there's, there's probably a few more cars or vehicles that were, than were last night. Um, so there's probably anywhere between 16 to 20 different vehicles. The seal posted the group chat. 16 to 20 employees, maybe more, depending on if they carpool. Or grid guides. <laughs> or take public transportation. Margin of error. So we should count on at least 20 people. <clears throat> I mean, grid guides like, so convenient um, that you really don't need to own a car. Of guard rooms, there should be at least six in the prison, maybe up to ten. Well, and, you, do have um, the, uh, you do have blueprints, mm-hmm. right? So I was looking we, at the blueprints. So if we look at level one, we see I'm looking at the map of the first level, and I see that I don't have it labeled like I do the second level. Mm-hmm. So what um, I would say, I would tell you is that, so this area right here, so this right here is the entrance, okay? Yeah. So you come through here. There's a guard right, there's a guard room here, here. And here, and this area here is a kitchen. Oh, kitchen. Let's call it ten prison staff, six administrative staff plus. I guess. Yeah. Um, you see, so wherever you're seeing these kind of little guys right here hanging off the wall, that's security cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks guys. like. Excuse me. I don't see them. Where are the things on the wall? They're just these little. So anywhere you see these little sort of things sticking out of the wall and then on the second level on the second level oops i didn't do that all right you guys see the second level now Mm -hmm. so again you've got the little camera sticking off the wall um this looks like it might be some kind of control area uh you've got a mechanical space with some kind of control board right here and then you've got another guard area here and it's probable that your that vent that you're looking up at up on the roof comes down, you know, in this area. That's about where I thought it would be. I thought it might might have been uh, farther away from the catwalk, but I'll take a catwalk when it's when it's given. <clears throat> okay, so Grace, you rolled up your your spirit. Yeah, I rolled it up. Um, I need to resist the drain. Didn't realize I could do that. So for the first one, since I took six. I was just three of that. So that would be you took six drain, six yeah. done from drain. Uh, I I'm I'm rolling to resist the drain that I did take. So since I took the next, so I have a minus two and on a minus three. Yeah, uh, Nightingale, like as soon as the sun rises, um, would like go and temporarily commandeer the living room, probably before Boxer is a. Uh, well, Boxer may be up at this point, but she doesn't really explain what she's doing. Um, gathers up things for light and 
if not literal candles, then something to provide light to form like a semicircle and actually makes a, a genuine summoning circle just in the middle of the fucking living room. And she uh, promptly does some very magical things. And eventually a <laughs> phoenix, an actual phoenix, appears. Hazy and astral. And uh... Boxer emerges from the bedroom and sees the spirit of fire in her living room. She's going to start reaching for the gun. You? you think the gun will help you, puny mortal? Her solution to many things is to draw a gun. Like, so, so what I'm imagining is that Boxer just woke up and she hears like this strange animal clicking noise out of the, through her door. And she comes out and she finds Nightingale in like literally a pentacle of like objects that glow including her comm link and boxer's comm link which has the flashlight turned on <laughs> um and like she she's she's done other stuff there's incense burning somewhere and uh facing like down the hall she has on a foreleg this frighteningly large at least in comparison to her bird of prey like on her and uh she like looks it looks at her before nightingale does and she like shines this uh she she gives this very cheeky little grin nightingale does to boxer if that thing lights my house on fire i swear to god nightingale nightingale visibly like sags and uh Boxer can tell how exhausted. Can I just say that is. ritual is adorable and um, really scary? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> she sags, and like the the bruises underneath her eyes kind of manifest at that point. It took a lot out of her to get this thing here. She uh she just gives a yeah okay, and um it promptly okay? disappears, like folding in what, on itself. What just happened? Oh. I, uh... He holsters the gun. I sent it back to the astral. It's it's still here. Um, actually, it's still on my... She motions at her foreleg. But it's not here. She motions at the room. I, I, uh... We're, we're doing, um... And she, like, noses at something in the air. And then blinks. Uh, we're, we're doing the, the big mission today. Remember? Um, I... I was a spirit. I summoned a spirit for help. Alright, and? Um, uh, the first one didn't really want to help. But this one did? Uh, Yeah. She, she didn't give me as much of a hard time. You look like you need food. You want, want breakfast? I can make you breakfast. I would like food. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. She runs her hand over her face. Get the sleep out of it. Trots over to the breakfast, tail swishing. That was an extremely creepy interaction. Just kind of gotten used to it. A horse lives with her at the same time. She still has the instincts. I'm just to saying. Be like, oh yeah, scary I thing, summoned a on. demon. The first one gave me trouble. <laughs> oh, she isn't thinking of him as demon. She's just thinking of him as Nightingale's unruly friends. Unruly friends who are made of <laughs> fire. I mean, that's not. I mean, that's not far. That's not far from the truth. They are just kind of her unruly friends. Especially if you think of her as a spirit, it kind of makes a lot of sense. I can understand why you could come. Um, Nightingale, once she's, uh, <sighs> once Boxer's in the kitchen, she starts picking up after herself, 
cleaning up the pentacle of various electronic devices and one actual genuine candle. Um, it was in her scholar's pack. You can have a, a meet and greet, but I w- I'd like to uh, save the main event for tonight, personally. I don't think that we're going to be able to wait for the night. I just want this over with, says Cecile. I don't think that you're going to get that tonight. Hmm. Unless you mean something narrower than I think you What? Capybara. Capybara with the cat. Oh my god. Oh. So are we just going to do this in broad daylight? I mean, we don't have to do it in broad daylight. We can do I it prefer in daylight. Like, narrow It's better daylight. on my complexion. It's an it's an idiom. The equivalent I... idiom. And, and Deandera, like, explains the equivalent idiom. Uh, a as well. I, I understood the idiom. I was being funny. Deandera sometimes doesn't understand humor. Nightingale posts one of those, like, neo-absurdist memes. Dinder a hundred percent does not understand infiltrating during lunchtime. I don't think that's like the magic solution you think it is. If anything, there will be more guards surrounding our guy okay. during lunchtime. Am I allowed to read the tidbits? Uh, yeah. I don't okay. Um, Cat, where's the uh, where was the thermal damper? Did you find that in the core rulebook? Or uh, in- it's in core rulebook. Uh, in armor section. I can give you the exact page. Uh, it's on 327, thermal damping. Thank you. I mean, I know at least two of the items I'll be receiving tonight will help us greatly. I can probably ask for a rush job on the last, but I would prefer if we, uh, push for another 24 hour or another 12 hours. <clears throat> Has anybody, uh, gone and gotten, uh, or called, uh, ice? Told Boxer. It doesn't to have a gun. The samovar hold out at least until we drive into the parking lot. This All right. So what's happening right now? Going during lunch hours. I I think lunch hours is probably not a good idea. I I feel like. Hmm. I mean, if we want it to be loud and wet, maybe. But um, there'll be possibly. It looks like there's a vis- visitation area on front, so there's possible visitation. And, um, like, there, there'll be actual people there, and I imagine the night shift will have less administration. But also, again, they know that someone's looking for this person, so if we don't make a move soon... If we don't make a move soon, what happens? They move the guy? If, if they wanted to do that, they could have already done it. Okay, see, first of all, you severely overestimate the logistics of corporations. They are lazy. Two, also, we're dealing with, like, really, really messed up people. I'm not just worried about them moving him. I, like, I don't know. They know that we Shadowrunners, who, well, presumably Shadowrunners, as anti-Shadowrunner folk, are looking for a former Shadowrunner. Kendra, how long will it be before you get whatever stuff you want? Uh, I'll ask for a rush job, but at the latest, it'll be... 11 p.m. tonight. Get it to 5 p.m. We'll do it then. Okay. I immediately go and text, uh, I don't remember his name, but the guy I got the contact of. He's like, may need a rush job. Uh, extra new yen in it for a rush, for a call. I was on mute. Oh. <clears throat> you get a text back a couple minutes later. Sure thing, no problem. And a location pin drops. I 
give him like the on my way, and then I just immediately head out. And then it's followed by a four thousand dollar or four thousand new yen text. Um, I pay it. Ugh, I've got a. What the spend. hell were you buying? New yen spent. You weren't listening to me before. <clears throat> I'm buying incredibly illegal items. I'm purchasing uh, 8F, 10F, and the 12F. Yeah, Deander is actually the first person to. You thought it was going to be buy me? illegal items. Uh, I don't know. It would have been reasonable for it to be Boxer. Yeah, I thought I might have thought it would have been, would have been Boxer. She already has a bunch of fun toys. So Deander, you head out on your bike. Cecile, uh, the location is accompanying Boxer. Um, this time it's Deandre. You're in the sidecar. There you go. Whip through the. Uh, through the Auburn streets, um, again, it's it's busy, and you get to a uh, what looks like a, a a tire change place, a tire place. Um, it looks like it's been abandoned for a while, and homeless people might have moved into it. The place is quite run down. You see the bulldog van that you saw last night parked out front, and the two orcs who were there uh, standing around in front of the van. And as you pull up, the driver's door opens, and the uh, the dwarf with the red the red hair and the uh, AR goggles and the uh, the black jacket steps out and uh, reaches back in behind him and pulls out a your duffel bag, and he walks over to you and he says, "Pleasure doing business with you." The uh, just in case you were wondering, the extra charge at the end was for the rush. I'm sorry about that rush. I have some shall we say impatient colleagues. Yep, that happens. I understand, but time is money, and less time money is time. time. I understand. Again, I yeah, apologize. Pleasure doing business with you. Hopefully, we can uh, continue a mutually beneficial relationship. As always, and uh, I think Deandre bows like the lowest she's bowed to it. Uh, a non-elf. Yeah, to a dwarf. Oh, he. Uh, Stops for a minute and then sort of does a sort of semi curtsy and doffs his doffs his hat towards you and uh, gets into the van and his uh, his orc buddies step in and uh, they pull away. You are now the proud owner of a uh, skimmer and reader and thermal um, damp. Uh, what's the rating on the keycard copier? Four. And what's the rating on my thermal damping? Good enough, pals. Yep. On short notice, that's about all you could get. Hells, bells. Hold this. Don't drop it. I hand the duffel bag to the seal. What are you to do with this? I can barely hold, hold on to it. Actually, how heavy is it, Paul? Uh, it's not super heavy, but it's bulky because it's got Dinder's armor in it. I mean, my armor is a camouflage. It's probably a skin tight suit. Camouflage suits are actually not skin tight. They're a uh, military uniform. Basically, you could have gotten it civilian before. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, Dinder probably would have gotten in catsuit forms. She could like uh, wear like the coat or jacket over it. Okay, then. I know that's weird or whatever, but the idea of it is just comedic to me, I guess. All right, so you're geared up. Um, at this point, let's say it's about 10 a.m. Hmm? So the mission is a go. Well, that was all the items I needed, so. It- Let's go get the other three.
The Topps Company, Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Topps Company, Inc. has granted permission to the Hard Knock Sorority Podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Hard Knocks Sorority Podcast in any official capacity whatsoever. The music for the Hard Knocks Sorority Podcast was written and performed by Trace Mineral. The Hard Knocks Sorority Podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons License 4.0, meaning you are welcome to use the material as long as you give us credit.